Welcome to Disclaimers Aside, a podcast where I share the raw and honest stories of people in my community, Disclaimers Aside. I'm your host, Aysida Amadou, and let's dive into the episode. This year's Thanksgiving special is coming two weeks early because there's only one episode left of Disclaimers Aside after this episode in this season. That's right, I will be taking a break during the month of December. Honestly, just to give myself the space to not only focus on finals, but also when I go home for winter break, I do want to just have the space to spend time with family and like reset for the new year. I'm going to be filming and posting over on YouTube. So if you want to keep up, subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash It's always linked in the description box, but this is going to be the season break and I'm going to be working on, you know, getting the season two planned, recording some episodes for season two in advance, just so that January 1st, we can start fresh in the new year with a new season. I'm really excited for season two. I can't believe season one has gone by so quickly. It literally hit me last week that I only have two episodes left and the last episode I'm saving to be a collective recap on the first season of Disclaimers Aside. So get excited for that. I think I wanna do some kind of feedback form or survey. So I'm going to create some kind of form feedback form like a google form of some kind and i think i want to post it over on the disclaimers aside instagram because you know i would love to hear your guys's feedback just in this past year and this past first season of disclaimers aside i feel like when you compare podcasting to youtube you don't really get that comment section that immediate comment section that immediate feedback so i'd love to hear what things you guys would like to see done or done better for season two. So this week's episode is going to be a Thanksgiving special. We're going to be talking about all all things Thanksgiving, including my favorite and least favorite aspects of it. I want to chat about specifically how I practice gratitude all year long and not just during the month of Thanksgiving, but I do understand that a lot of people resonate practicing gratitude with Thanksgiving. I'm also going to be sharing some of the things that I'm grateful for looking back on this year. And at the end, I want to open up the conversation to some of what you guys have said you're grateful for. But before we delve into the main meat of the episode, let's do some podcast polls. I'm going to put these polls up on the Instagram so you guys can actually vote. But the first one is Her Loss versus Honestly Nevermind. These are Drake's, two of Drake's most recent albums. Her Loss just dropped this past weekend. And I gotta say, I am not a fan. I do not like her loss. I felt like when I listened to it, my friend and I listened to it together, and then I talked to a few other people, and I felt like a good amount of people thought this album was a flop. But then I talked to some more people, and people actually like this album, which I don't understand why. I was really excited because it was a collaboration between Drake and 21 Savage, but I just feel like with this collaboration, they really just brought the worst out of each other. With Honestly Nevermind, that album dropped this past summer and i remember when i first listened to it i hated it i could understand why certain people would like it it was just not for me and then weirdly enough the more that i listened to it especially hearing some of the songs go viral or some of the yeah some of the songs go viral on tiktok the more i turned around and liked it and now it's one of my favorite albums so i don't i don't really see that happening with her loss but definitely between the two i would go with honestly never mind next one is fall versus winter 
you guys know fall is my favorite season favorite favorite season hands down but i'm curious what you guys think next one is colleen hoover versus sarah j mass for me it's always sarah j mass both are white women that write you could argue trashy romance books but i feel like sarah j mass is just a different quality and colleen hoover can we just talk about the z library thing let's just put it put it down on the table so last week z library got shut down z library is this like online database that had all of these free books and essentially you could download them to your ibooks some of them you could download to your kindle and I think people are saying that the reason it got shut down was the Colleen Hoover stands. I saw something that said that it was because Z Library started charging a premium subscription for the site. So there were certain books that you couldn't get full access to or you couldn't download to your Kindle and you needed to pay for a premium subscription to be able to do that. Mind you, all of the books on that website were pirated, so there should be no charging of anything. But I think that's why they got shut down. Unfortunately, I was so sad to see the site go. I only just recently started using it because I've always been a physical book person. But ever since I went to college, like I can't be buying book books as much as I can at home because I don't have the space. And so I started using Z Library and actually reading ebooks because it's something about paying like ten dollars for an ebook just does not make sense to me. I feel like ebooks should always be cheaper. So it was really nice to find this site that had all of these ebooks for free but then unfortunately this past week we said goodbye to her it was really sad Colleen Hoover Sarah J Maas for me it's Sarah J Maas next one is Afrobeats versus K-pop this is not even a question for me it's Afrobeats but I'm curious to see what you guys think and the last poll is be real yay or nay do you guys think it's worth the hype or what I don't personally have it so I'm not gonna vote on this one but I think I need to get it soon because I think one of the orgs I'm in is gonna do a fundraiser with them and so I'm gonna have to get it I had it for like one day over the summer and then I just got overwhelmed I didn't like it for the same reason I didn't like snapchat streaks or like just snapchat in general it's just too much to keep up with and mind you I post a lot on Instagram and on other social media platforms so i feel like just adding another one is just too much like i feel like you guys already know what i'm doing on the regular basis so adding in this other app just does not make sense to me but i think it's cute and i like the concept of it and i feel like for a lot of people that don't typically post on instagram or people who feel this pressure to post something good every time they post on instagram this is a great platform to beyond so i want to do a little catch up and share with you guys what i've been up to recently just some of the things that i've been doing for fun over on youtube i took a break and i didn't post for a week last last week and then i did kind of more of a collective vlog but in general i haven't been vlogging as frequently just because i've been really busy so i guess i want to catch up with you guys a little bit recently i met this girl named hidaya and she came to a fam event here at berkeley fam stands for faces of african muslims and this girl, she has an amazing account. It's called The East Eats. I will have it in the show notes of the podcast. But it's a really cool Instagram account. Really on there, she's just trying to build a community for the East African community. Yes, I'm West African, but I'm here. I'm here for the community building aspect. And I feel like she she's just really good at like in general posting and uplifting the African community as a whole. And so it's it's just a really cool space, I guess, to be in. So check out her Instagram. Um, it's called The East Eats. I'll have it in the show notes. But she does like events in the Bay Area and she brings together, I feel like Africans 
from different schools, so Africans that go to school in San Jose or Stanford or Berkeley, just around the Bay Area. But she hosted an event. It was at an Ethiopian restaurant, and Sophia and I went, and it was really, really fun. We met a bunch of people just from the Bay Area. It was really cool. It was in San Jose. I don't know if I'm the biggest fan of Ethiopian food, to be honest. I've decided it's really not for me. It's very different from Mauritanian food, but I was there for the vibes and the music and all of that. While I was at the that event, I met this girl named Mubina, and she is so cool. 15-minute conversation with her. I've heard some of the wisest things come out of this girl's mouth, and I was like, you should start a podcast, and turns out she started a podcast or she was planning on starting a podcast it was in the works and it is officially out so you guys need to go check it out it's called homegirl healing i will have the link to that instagram the podcast instagram as well as the actual podcast in the show notes because she already has an episode launched she was serious it wasn't like oh i want to start a podcast it was like i want to start a podcast i already have 10 episodes like ready to go so check it out, Homegirl Healing with Mubina, and she's got an episode up. Um, it was really good. I listened to it this past week. Recently, my friend Sophia and I, on a random Friday, we decided to take a field trip to Zaytuna College. Zaytuna College is like this Muslim college that is in Berkeley. It's like really close to UC Berkeley, but it's not affiliated with UC Berkeley. And everyone at this school, tell me why everyone at this school at Berkeley, like, that I've talked to has said, go to Zaytuna. It's so beautiful. It's like secret garden, Garden of Eden, aesthetic. It's a really cool place. This and that and the third. So Sophia and I decided we would take the make the trek up to Zaytuna College one day. And we didn't take the bus all the way up. That was our first mistake because we walked 10 minutes uphill on an incline. It was actually so bad to get up to Zaytuna College. And it was like the weirdest experience, honestly, being at the college. I wouldn't recommend going there. I feel like there's just nothing to do or nothing to see if you're not a student there or if you don't know a student there. They don't really let you into any buildings or anything like that. And in general, there's just not much going on. The campus was cute. It had a beautiful view of the bay. They had like a little garden. And I think they had like a fig tree. But other than that, if you are not a student there, you have to get permission in advance and all of that to even just be able to enter buildings. So it was a it was a weird experience, honestly. Some of the people were nice, some of the people were a little standoffish, but Zaytuna College in general, it was it was cute for one day. We got our pictures and we left. Then recently I went to this like poetry launch for this poetry collection called Ode to the Homelands. This girl at my school was launching a poetry collection. She did like a whole event on campus it was really really cute they told us to dress up in our cultural clothes it was just a cute i love a little opportunity to, to dress up to be honest i love poetry i love being in spaces where poetry and spoken word is shared so it's always really inspiring to just hear other people's work and the food was amazing so i had a lot of fun at that i think last weekend and then most recently this past sunday I went to an event. Stanford was starting their first like African black Muslim organization on campus and the East Eats was there and everything. A few of the people in the fam here, we took like the BART and the cow train and then we walked 30 minutes in the woods to get to Stanford and go to this event. And it was really fun. It was really cool just to meet new people, meet other Africans, kind of hear what everyone else is doing. The food was amazing. I think someone said it was Somali food. I don't know if it, if it actually was, but it was really good. I just had a really fun time. 
Uh, I feel like, you know, being in the Bay Area, which is so different from Orange County and Southern California, I'm really trying to push myself this year to like actually explore the greater Bay Area versus when I was at Santa Cruz. It was a lot harder, number one. That was the main thing. But I feel like I just stayed in Santa Cruz and I kind of stayed in like a bubble. So this week's unpopular opinion is disclaimers aside, I think Thanksgiving food is overrated. I talked about this last week. I think specifically the most overrated foods of Thanksgiving are pumpkin pie and thanksgiving turkey first of all thanksgiving turkey is so dry i like turkey in general but thanksgiving turkey unless like i haven't had a good thanksgiving turkey but thanksgiving turkey is not good it's always dry typically doesn't have enough flavor and i I don't know just something about it it doesn't hit the way that it's supposed to pumpkin pie i hated pumpkin pie my whole life recently i i i can eat it now but i never i never liked pumpkin flavored most things especially pumpkin pie Now I can eat pumpkin pie and every once in a while I'll crave it, but it's not something that I would gravitate towards and I don't understand the hype of it. But what are your guys' favorite Thanksgiving foods? I'll also put that up on the podcast Instagram. I know some other popular ones are like green beans. I'm not a fan of green beans. Mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes are okay. Casserole. I don't like casserole. I read the problem the problem with thanksgiving i love thanksgiving as a whole but like i just don't love thanksgiving foods and that's 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 why i think thanksgiving food is overrated i want to share with you guys my thanksgiving plans it's always the same every single year but this year's really nice so you typically the uc system as a whole only gives us like the weekend i think they usually give us like wednesday through sunday or thursday through sunday something like that i'm taking a whole week off um that's the beauty of college having you know, hybrid platforms these days and also just being a poli-sci major because um, my classes, a few of them, the professors just post the recorded lectures online so I can just miss class and I have nothing due next week. So I'm going to do school from at home and take the full week off. And I think this is my moment where I'm like, this is self-care for me because I haven't gone home all semester just because it's like a whole flight to go home and it's just this whole hassle. But This is my chance to go home, so I'm going to be taking advantage and taking the whole week off. I'm going to be making the most of it, and I'm really excited. I think definitely this year, it's a lot easier not getting homesick, being surrounded by a city, and then also having access to other cities with the BART system, and just having so much to do in general. But at this point, I miss home, so I'm excited to see my family and to just be in my room again next week, inshallah. Usually for Thanksgiving, what my family does is we go to a family friend's house. um, And basically, every year, she invites all of the Mauritanian families in the area for dinner. That's what we do. We usually have all the traditional Thanksgiving foods, except we also barbecue lamb. And I think, actually, I think last year, they didn't even have turkey, and they just did lamb instead. Because, again, turkey is overrated. Growing up, I often associated Thanksgiving and just the month of November in general with practicing gratitude. Like most people, I think I only ever stopped to think about what I was truly grateful for when it was Thanksgiving. But then a few years ago, I realized that we shouldn't just wait once a year to practice gratitude. When I was a freshman in high school, I started my first bullet journal. Essentially, a bullet journal, if if y'all don't know, is a customized planner that you set up yourself. So you take a blank notebook and you set up spreads based on what you want to keep track of and plan in your life. I started my first bullet journal in 2016. I think 
2016 yeah 2016 so it was like freshman year of college and one of the classic bullet journal spreads that i would fill out monthly was a gratitude log so every day i would write down one thing i was grateful for that day eventually it was difficult to keep up with but while i did it i i feel like it really transformed my outlook on life it seems like something so small but i don't think we realize how much our perception on things happening to us impacts how we experience life it can be so easy to become fixated on the next goal the next step or the next accomplishment and completely lose yourself in the pursuit of something that you think will make you happy when in reality happiness is something you have more control over than you realize i've always been goal-oriented person i think which a lot of people perceive as a great quality but it's important to strike a balance between striving to look forward to where you'll be in the next five years and being grateful for what you what place you're in right now that's something that I realized recently because it's crazy. I mean, the other day I just, I was thinking back to last year and I realized that right now I'm in a position that I quite literally prayed for. Last Ramadan, it just happened to fall during the month that my college decisions for my tra- transfer applications were coming out. And I knew going into Ramadan that in and, in and of itself was a good omen. But every single day, five times a day, after I prayed, I would make dua that I would end up wherever I was meant to end up in terms of college decisions. At that point, I had seen how over the course of my life, things really do not happen by coincidence. And so wherever I was meant to be next year, that's what I was praying for, even if it meant that I had to stay in Santa Cruz. And for better or for worse, that was Berkeley. But see that old me now that I'm at Berkeley, would start fixating on what's next. Rather than enjoying the fruits of the opportunity that I have at this school, I would be looking forward to the next chapter. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying to not prepare for what's next or to not have plans that you're trying to work to, but I think you have to enjoy whatever phase of life you are in while you're in it or you're going to look back on your life one day full of regret. So don't let the wonder fade out of whatever phase you're in. I think Reminding yourself of what aspects of your life that you're thankful for definitely helps enshrine this in a way. So if you're not someone who practices gratitude on a regular basis, my challenge for you guys, seriously, like in all seriousness, my challenge for you guys is to start today. Start a gratitude log in your notes app. This can be so easy. It really doesn't have to be this elaborate physical spread in a journal. It can literally just be in the notes app on your phone. Figure out what interval works best for you you can start on like a monthly or weekly basis and then over the over time work your way up to a daily basis but set a reminder so you don't forget and regularly write down what you're grateful grateful for in your life in that moment it's such a simple form of reflection and introspection that i think has more power over our perception than we realize and don't necessarily wait for the new year to start good habits like this western media instills in us this obsession with new year new me and only being able to work on ourselves or start new habits with the new year but if you start now if you start today you'll have the momentum of like a month to build off of when january 1st hits so now i want to share some of the things that i'm personally grateful for grateful for i had fun last night Um, when I was creating my outline for this podcast episode, just like sitting back and really reflecting and thinking about what I am truly and profoundly thankful for, alhamdulillah, in my life. So I listed 10 things that I'm grateful for. The first one is my heritage, being Mauritania, being bi-tribal, being more in Fulani, having 
two cultures within a larger culture just to kind of lean into and just be a part of i think culture is such a beautiful beautiful thing and as i get older i'm growing more and more of a deep appreciation for it the second thing is the ability to study what i want and having my parents support in my education it's so hard pursuing higher education when you don't have people supporting you when you don't have your family supporting you whoever you define your family as one thing that i'm so thankful for is that i was able to kind of realize like what i wanted to pursue or what i was interested in at a at such a young age and that being consistent in my life i'm not saying that you know changing your mind or making pivots or changing your major is necessarily a bad thing but i think having the reassurance of that has definitely helped me and guided me a lot through this process third thing is my ability to freely express my religion i think looking at the world and seeing how my muslim brothers and sisters are you know being oppressed in a lot of ways in other countries through legal systems especially when we look at france it makes my heart hurt genuinely i'm in a contemporary french politics class right now and it is really sad and i i always critique the u.s government the u.s system i always have problems with and always want to hold my government accountable but when i sit and like think about my government in context with other governments sometimes i'm thankful i'm definitely thankful that i was born in the u.s and not france for example because i would have had a completely different experience and a completely different reality another thing i'm grateful for is the community that i found at berkeley i feel like it's just been unlike any other to be honest i've always been in predominantly white white spaces and berkeley is very much a predominantly white space but i i don't know what it is i think it's because it's just a bigger school but i feel like the communities here have just been so such a beautiful aspect of college and i think that is like my biggest tip to people when they go to university is to search for communities that you will resonate with and that that you will feel belonging in because that is what will propel your success at large institutions especially as someone who comes from from a marginalized group the next one is the sense of independence that my mom instilled in me from a young age i am so grateful for the way that my mom raised me in a lot of ways and one of the things that she has always taught me is to be independent. Both my mom and dad have taught, really pushed to teach me and my two younger sisters to be independent, but I think my mom really instilled in me the importance of getting an education, especially being a woman, being a Mauritanian woman, being first gen, um, all of these things. She's always pushed me to, you know, pursue higher education, and that is a value that I find so, so important. And I think I wouldn't be as motivated, ambitious, and driven if it weren't for the way that my mother pushed me and instilled in me the importance of being, of, of finding my independence within me. The next thing I'm grateful for is my ability to be creative and the platform to express my ideas. I'm genuinely thankful every single day that you guys are allowing me to have the space to just share my ideas and to just creatively express the things that go on in my head i'm not creative in the sense of like painting and drawing and music but i love speaking i love writing it's an outlet for me that i just find so much joy in and i'm thankful for next one is getting to experience a california version of a new england fall so ever i don't know if it's just the placebo effect of me recording the last podcast episode but i feel like ever since that episode i've noticed that like the trees in berkeley are starting to change color and that 
it's definitely 100% gone colder. Like this past weekend, I had to go to Union Station and get a puffer because it was so cold and it's been raining and dark. But I feel like this is the closest to a New England fall that I'm going to experience and I have been loving it. Another thing that I'm very grateful for, especially recently, is my ability to visit my homeland. Seeing what's going on, unfortunately, in Iran and seeing you know, how difficult it is for Palestinians. The idea of not being able to go back to my homeland, especially as someone who was born and and lives in the diaspora and finds a lot of connection to my culture through going back home, I feel like if that was taken away from me, that would have such a deep psychological impact on me. And so my heart really goes out to, you know, those communities that right now are fighting for that ability to visit at safely with dignity your homeland but that's something that i'm grateful for every single day another thing i'm grateful for kind of similar on the long the lines of that is the opportunity to travel i feel like you learn so much from traveling and so if you have the means to travel i definitely think that you should take that take advantage of that and travel and see different cultures travel outside of your own country or whatever country you're from because the world is so big And it's beautiful seeing other people's cultures, how people live life in comparison to how you may live your life. And the last thing is that I'm able to go home um, for Thanksgiving break and I'm gonna see my family inshallah next week. Um, Definitely very, very grateful. And I recognize that not everyone has the same experience with the holidays. If you don't have, you know, a family that is biologically supporting you in the way that they should, so. That is something I'm definitely grateful for. Having said all of that, now I want to read out some of the things that you guys all submitted that you're thankful for. I'm, I posted this story la- less than 24 hours ago, so I'm sorry if I don't get to you, one of yours. Like, if you submit one that I don't end up sharing in this episode, my apologies. I really should have planned this a little bit earlier, but... Okay, the first two people submitted meeting you. You guys are so sweet. Seriously, you guys are really sweet. Someone said candles. This was Sophia. Yeah, she just recently got a candle from Iranian Candle Company and I haven't gotten to smell it, but I can't wait to smell it. I love burning candles, but especially in the fall, I love burning candles. Being able to go to a university, I really like. I think that's really important. I spent, you know, two years at UCSC, which was definitely not like my fit in university. And I tried to make the most out of my time there. I feel like looking back on that i definitely did but it really does change the game going to a school that you know is your fit and that you genuinely love someone else said the quran an option to study what i want without using student loans and a full stomach definitely the quran is so beautiful reading it it's crazy um read it you know read it in whatever language you need to understand it i obviously when i'm praying i read in arabic um but like when i'm like reading it to actually understand it i read in english because that's what i understand best and it really changed my experience and my relationship with it i think also being able to study without student loans that is definitely something mashallah to be grateful for and a full stomach that is something that we don't think about but that is something to be very very grateful for Someone else said family, definitely family. I love, I love my big family, alhamdulillah. Like so many, mashallah, cousins, 
aunts, uncles, it really is the highlight of my life. Someone said quiet moments outside. This is something I really need to do more because I feel like every time I'm walking around campus or I'm outside, I, I'm always listening to or consuming some type of media, whether that be listening to music or listening to a podcast. I don't often spend time outside quietly so this is something i need to do someone said sharing chai with my loved ones this is a vibe i love it another person said family someone said that both my parents are alive and healthy this is definitely a huge one <sighs> I, this is not something that i like like to think about but i think as you get older it's something you need to get and continue to be more grateful of every single day someone else said my older sister looking back she taught me a lot i wish my sisters were this grateful i do think that older siblings do a lot more than you realize so if you're a younger sibling thank your older sibling every once in a while someone said community community is so important and look for community wherever you are you don't have to be at a large institution or at a school to find community someone said life someone said friends definitely good friends good friends really make a difference keyword with the good because you can have friends in your life you can have toxic bad friends or just friends that are not like adding value to your life and that the difference between that and good friends is so vast Someone said, I'm thankful for having my family and friends by my side. Yes, I think especially around this time of year, I'm really thankful for the people in my life. Someone said, feeling better. I know a lot of people have been getting sick recently. So if you're sick right now, I wish you the best. I hope you feel better. Someone said, my mom. Moms have so much impact in our lives. It's just, it's crazy the sacrifices that they make for us. So thank your mom. And the last one is my assigned companions in this world. This is so important, especially if, if anyone's an, a Muslim viewer, like we know, like enshrined in the Quran is the importance of companions, the importance of curating the people that surround you and how importantly they impact you because they have such a huge shape in who you become as a person, the path that you walk along, the values that you hold they are so important especially once you get to the adult age where you leave your home and you're not close to your family anymore it's like the people that you surround yourself with become your family and shape you in the same way that your parents did when they raised you now you're being raised by the world around you and the people around you so that is why i always say like it's so important to make sure that the people that you surround yourself with are people that you want to learn and grow from that you want to brush or take qualities from because they do shape you in a lot of ways thank you so much to everyone who submitted um and thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast episode i hope you guys enjoyed um really really the art of practicing gratitude is so important and it's something that i just i can't emphasize that you should definitely try and incorporate in your life enough having said that if you guys are not already subscribed make sure to subscribe to this podcast episode check out the show notes for all of the links that i mentioned throughout this episode support the eats eat the east eats support um homegirl healing and support like all of the people that i've shouted out especially if you're looking for a podcast to listen to the month that disclaimers aside is going to be taking a break go listen to homegirl healing i'm excited to chat with you guys in next week's episode and of course like look out for you know the feedback form and all of that over on the podcast instagram i will see you guys in my next episode bye